The death of Queen Elizabeth II yesterday evening on Thursday the 8th of September 2022 has predictably produced an outpouring of national mourning, expressions of great loyalty and appreciation and all sorts of other things. I want to begin by saying, before you think otherwise, that I have nothing but admiration for the woman who held the office or the position of Queen, who I thought was remarkable by any standards. But my admiration for her has nothing to do with the fact that she was royal or the queen. In fact, quite the reverse. I would have had more respect for her had she not been. Nevertheless, the queen or the monarch, or in some situations the president, represents a way of making sense of the world that most of us take for granted and most of us think to be entirely natural. The notion, in other words, that there are a few privileged individuals who, for one reason or another, by merit, by birth, by power, by force, by talent, assume positions of leadership, and that the rest of us properly then follow them. You will know from now, if you've been listening to these episodes, that I don't share that view. I have no uh, sense, uh, I'm in no sense objecting to the notion or denying that there are different people with different talents, different abilities and different levels of ability. That, to deny that, would be folly. But that we should vest people with the title of leader whether it be a monarch or a prime minister or a president or, in for that matter, a general or a chief constable or a headmaster. All of this seems to me to be a concession to human frailty. These are symptoms of a dysfunctional society, not manifestations of human beings at their best. One need only recite the history of the world in terms of the supposedly great books and men who have led it, the Napoleons, the Genghis Khans, the Henry VIII's, I mean, it just goes on and on and on, to see that leadership is not just fickle, not just ambiguous, but positively dangerous. And we only need to look at Putin or President Xi Jinping, or the way countries deal with ethnic minorities, including China, to see that leadership and power are very ambiguous. Now, the reason for saying this is because the way we make sense of the world is very much a reflection of, a feature of, our entire existence, and that we most of us readily fall into line behind such things as monarchs and presidents and prime ministers and other leaders, chief executive officers of companies, headmasters in schools, all of these things, that we so readily do this is, to my mind, an expression of failure, not of a willing and laudable readiness to follow 
in some instances. And the particular example that I used the other day is that it divests the human species of most of its talent. Where thousands of people look to one person for a guide, a direction, leadership, ideas, a thousand minds that could be involved autonomously but collaboratively in that same process of discovering things and deciding what to do next, all of this is a feature of our, to my mind, pathological love of leadership. And you will know that I am particularly critical of schools that talk about themselves in the terms that they so often do of identifying or training the world's future leaders. Arguably, that's the very last thing the world needs. We have far too many leaders already. Or at least we, we don't have enough leaders already. We don't have enough leaders in the sense that everybody is a leader and should be a leader a leader of their own lives, an example to those around them, but in a collaborative, collective effort in which the sum of our activities is far greater than could possibly be and is the case where we just rely on single individuals. And yet this sycophantic in, uh, desire to look to people, to look to the Boris Johnsons or even the Liz Trusses of this world, the Donald Trumps, the Vladimir Putins, all of these people, the, the, the temptation to look to them as somehow exemplary human beings, when, to my mind, they are just the excrescences of a dysfunctional world. That a world that worked differently wouldn't lead, need leaders in this way. And that's not to say, don't misunderstand me, that's not to say that I think everyone has equal talent, is equally industrious, has an equal contribution to make, because it manifestly isn't true. But I do think that there is a sense in which the way in which we arrange the hierarchy of society debilitates us renders us dysfunctional because it takes away the incentive for each person to live their own lives to the best of their individual collaborative abilities in a vibrant society. <laughs>